same China, different stories. Rio's a one, one found her way in a new life. Adopted babies, adopted babies from China. Hello, welcome to ABC Adopted Babies from China podcast. It's the usual person, me, Tara. <laughs> Doesn't usually change. And today I am speaking with Lily, who is in Ontario, Canada. So it's very fun to always like meet adoptees outside of the US because I know so many of us are in the US. Lily, you're in Ontario, and I just learned that you are doing a six year program to get your law degree. Yes, okay. I am. How did you get interested in wanting to pursue a law degree and what kind of law do you know yet? Or do you get to discover that as you like do classes? So actually I'm in, my undergrad is human rights and human diversity. So yeah, so I'm heavily interested in human rights um, specifically. So hopefully that will end up becoming like my law in the end, um, working in human rights. Um, or even international uh, law work. So that kind of is the area I'm interested in. Okay, yeah, it's a very specific field and it's cool that you you have a focus. Because I I wonder if in your undergrad, if you have to take any classes that actually have like different areas of law too. Because I I thought, is there like a liberal arts for law? (laughs) Yeah, so basically my degree means that So I take two years in my undergrad and then three years in England um, doing my law degree. So that'll be three years there. And then one year back to finish it. What? Yeah. And so I get to like kind of go through in my undergrad different law things to do like specifically with human rights, but then like I'm learning about like the United Nations and things like that. So there's international um, aspects to it, which is really cool. But then like once I get into the law school part, that'll be more specific. So I'll learn about like law from fashion to bit like corporate to criminology, like a whole variety. Well, we can backtrack because I was like, I'm sure things in life got you more interested into like the human rights and international. So you are an adoptee where tell me more about your adoption and what you'd like to share like where from and all that fun stuff yeah um I was adopted from Anhui province um Bangbu city specifically I was adopted when I was 11 months old and my parents like we've always lived in Ontario my parents came um and got me and then um, with my with my sister and um, and yeah with my sister and my parents who came my oldest sister and so it was kind of interesting like I have four older siblings so they um, it was a huge difference for them because they're like oh we're getting like a literally a baby sister now mm-hmm. and so for them to experience it too was really really cool like my sister still says like she can tell me stories about China and everything because she got to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's, but then, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say, what's the age difference between your oldest sister and you? Uh, 20 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, yeah. Is a, that is a big divide. 
it's it's definitely big and she's the oldest so there's 20 years between her and I and then the youngest of the four there's about 13 years I'd say something like that yeah so there's definitely a a good gap between but then my little sister is also adopted too so that's kind of cool to have her and be able to like relate with experiences and stuff is your younger sister also adopted from China or like a different area yeah yeah so she's adopted from Guangdong China oh wow yeah Yangchang city so yeah. okay whoa okay so it's like your parents had four children and then decided to adopt two so you got one of six siblings (laughs) yes yeah it's a big family oh my goodness that must have been pretty interesting and exciting too though especially if your oldest sister probably remembers a lot about you and your younger sister that you guys might not even know because you're babies (laughs) absolutely exactly yeah things about like the orphanage and even the city and just kind of what's around it she's like it's really cool to hear stories from her and then from my parents' point of view as well. Like, like, oh, we've got to go here to see where, like, uh, you were left, but then we got to see the orphanage and, like, kind of where you grew up in the first 11 months. Like, it's kind of really interesting to hear that. It is really interesting. That's, I'm kind of surprised that you, your parents were able to visit the orphanage, too, because I thought maybe it depends on the area. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I think it does depend. I don't know. Yeah, for both my little sister and I, they did get to go see the orphanages. I don't know. It's probably different for everyone, which is kind of interesting. That is cool. And then growing up, I guess now I'm connecting it back. How did you how did you get interested in wanting to like pursue this program to get your law degree? Did was it just something you've always found interesting or? I find it both interesting, but I think a lot of it does link back to being adopted. Like Mm -hmm. there's so much like to do, like, you know, with the one child law and um, just the fact that there's so many babies that are like that were adopted and that are being adopted. And Mm -hmm. so it's always interested me um, legally. And so and that's all to do with like human rights, right? Like, yeah, as as children, we have rights as well, right? So that's always interested me. And so connecting the two and kind of in my life, like, it's kind of felt like it's always led up to that, like working within that area, working right. to, like, protect people, that kind of thing to fight for people. And so it definitely does, I think, link back to my origins of being an adoptee. Mm-hmm. It's always really cool to talk to people. We were just saying this before we started recording. Is like when you talk to other adoptees, you sort of learn about how their adoption has really affected what they do or if it hasn't really affected what they do. But I have found most adoptees I've spoken with have somehow connected their adoption to their field of study or what they want to do now that they're finished schooling or anything like that too. Which is so cool to think about, right? Like mm-hmm. this this life that we were thrown into, right. it still like has a positive impact at the end, right? Like we're still mm-hmm. living, we can still do this, right? Oh yeah. We hope we hope it's usually positive impacts. I don't think we hear about the not so positive stories that often. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's a it's unfortunate because it happens. It definitely does. I I've Absolutely 
heard from others like the not so great side of it it's like oh well I mean I think it's like if even if we weren't adopted I hear about these kind of stories from families who don't have the adoption aspect I was like all right I think we just have that added layer that makes it more clear maybe when we're struggling or someone's not yeah yeah or it just adds to it right it just Mm -hmm. creates another level oh yeah it definitely creates another another level for sure that uh isn't always so clear for some families that I can tell Mm -hmm. not that it's like oh yeah I'm grateful for not knowing my family but (laughs) I'm also glad I kind of can pinpoint why I struggle with some things yeah for sure so your younger sister did I forgot if you mentioned how much of a difference between your you and your younger sisters just a year a couple years um there's four years actually four years yeah Oh, wow. Okay, so it's like a big divide. I feel like that's kind of a bigger divide too. Four years can be significant sometimes. It, oh, it can be, especially growing up because like for me personally, like I was always connected with my adoption story and like totally open and telling mm. everyone and stuff. But then her, as she was growing up, it was always different. Like it, it was a different experience for her. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting to see the four years be that impactful for each of us like right. just having a different outlook on on life kind of yeah. thing yeah yeah I have I think I have heard that as a pretty common occurrence I'm not sure if there's a science behind it but usually like siblings if there's two that are adopted I think it's usually like the older one is more connected to stories sometimes and the younger one usually doesn't want to speak or think about it nearly as much yeah who knows? I don't know why that happens, but I, have, I haven't really heard the reverse. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I, I haven't really heard the reverse either. And I wonder why, because I wonder if it's just because, mm-hmm. like, you're the first, so your parents are a little bit more open with it, maybe. Like, I don't no, know, though, right? Knows, like, right. It, it could depend on just situation, right? So. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure, not that I've really talked to anybody on the podcast about it, because most people who come on are like, have some sort of openness about their story otherwise they wouldn't oh, yeah. be on talking about it yeah, for sure. but yeah I haven't really met too many adoptees who aren't connected with their story yet or if yeah. I have it's you don't really get into a longer conversation because they don't usually want to talk about it it's like oh okay exactly it's, it's interesting because I've met both and mm-hmm. it's actually funny that you say that because I actually know a couple adoptees that don't like thinking about their story and I'm like why though like wh- why why is that the case because like this is mm-hmm. this is our life this is part of our experience and it's just different it's just the cultural like I just I just it's okay it happens and I don't need to think about it anymore mm-hmm. and I'm like but it's cool <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know it, it's just it's a cool thing I so know. I think it sometimes comes in waves for people too of like, yeah, I'm like with it. And then like not interested anymore. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it's also as we get older too. I mean, so I just turned 28. I think finally around age 25 is when I was like, all right, I'm really actively learning about this and trying to connect with other adoptees. I've only, I haven't spoken to any, many Chinese adoptees before this. Now I've definitely spoken to at least 30. Yeah. Now I can count. Like I know I've spoken to at least 30 other Chinese adoptees and heard or shared their stories too right it's just like a whole 
Yeah, I think it is. I have to agree. I think it's pretty cool. And it's just something we don't have a choice in changing. So <laughs> I was like, I'm just accepting it at this point. Exactly. Right. Is. Yeah. Like why deny it? You may as well just accept it because there's nothing you can do. So yeah. Right. I know. And as, as life happens, we go through our identity crisis yeah. multiple times, I'm sure. So. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I definitely know there were days where I was so angry about it. And it's like, but I can't do anything. Yeah, and for sure. Family's family yeah. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And it, it, and it doesn't matter, like, whether you've chosen them or you, or you haven't, right? Like, they're still mm-hmm. there. You're still your family. Like, there's nothing you can do, right? You're right. stuck with them. So you may as well just be happy with it and make it positive than make it negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I guess like any parents who do have their own children, you can't necessarily choose what their child their child is like either. So I was like, all right, when I think exactly. of it that way, it helps. <laughs> yeah, well, and even like having four older siblings that are like, I guess, biologically my parents, it's kind of mm-hmm. funny. We always brag to them. We're like, well, we're the chosen ones. <laughs> they got stuck with you we got chosen mm-hmm. like they 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 could say yes or no to us and they said yes you uh, guys just happened so oh my gosh yeah we always joke around about that because it's like it's true it's, it's true yeah yeah it's like they got stuck with you that's what happened mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah did they do they share why they chose to adopt after having a few children were they just like yeah so my parents actually were told that they couldn't have any children and so originally yeah exactly um it's kind of questionable yeah so they were originally told that and so then they were like well why don't we adopt them let's look into adoption and especially at that time international adoption was so big right like Mm -hmm. the one child law was just like starting out and kind of having the aftermath of of that uh, the consequences of having that and so they were thinking like well let's 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 adopt then Mm -hmm. um and then my mom ended up getting pregnant and then got pregnant three more times after that then after like my sis my older sister was born she my parents were like well why don't we go back to the original plan we wanted to do that at the beginning what's Mm -hmm. stopping us now from doing it and they kind of decided like yeah why don't we do it why we wanted to we originally were going to do this what changed just because we had kids of our own doesn't mean that that necessarily should change and so they wanted to um help out and do it by like Mm. bringing us home and stuff oh wow okay that makes sense that's funny yeah. Oh, really? Can't get pregnant? Okay. Yeah. Kids later. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, international adoption is a lengthy process too. So I think I, it wouldn't be surprising if somebody did have like a child and it's like, okay, we're still going to adopt. Because the process takes, I don't know how long or how efficient it is depending where you are. Yeah. Well, for us, how long? It was like a year before Mm. they got like the referral like the referral picture and stuff of both of us I think actually at that both of us had a similar experience of it being 
about a year to prepare for it. Like, you know, the visits to the family, making sure this is something that everyone wants and it's not going to be bad and things like that. So. Well, okay. And that explains how you are now one of six siblings. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And then being in Ontario, are you in like a suburb or um, because I think Ontario, I think of like a very big metropolis area, but I'm sure there's obviously suburbs. (laughs) Yeah, well, actually, um, we live in the countryside. So we, yeah, we live in the country. Um, We're only a few minutes away from the city, but we're pretty country um, where I'm from. Uh, like where where I live in Ontario so we're actually pretty far away from well actually I can't say we're pretty far away we're about like an hour and and a half away from uh the big cities but yeah we're we're country that's is that okay when you say country do you mean like you had a lot of land and then you had like animals too yeah yeah so (gasps) actually yeah I live on a farm Oh my gosh. So you have like chickens and okay. What kind of animals did you grow up with? Oh man. Cows. We still have the horses, chickens. We have chickens now. We used to have like deer um, because we also ended up rehabbing some wild animals. And so we ended up, yeah, we ended up rehabbing um, two deer because they like were on the side of the road, like sick and stuff. And we were like, well, we can help them. So we ended up helping them and we've had cats and dogs. We've had about like six dogs. Yeah, like we just kept the litter because we ended up because uh, you had the, the space. litter and then exactly. Yeah, yeah. We have the space and we had the kennels. And so we were like, may as well. We used to have a wallaby. A wallaby. Mini kangaroo. Okay. I was like, what's a wallaby? Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So quite the adventures on the farm I'll put it that way I was way. gonna say yeah it's so cool because it's just like I mean it's obviously a lifestyle that I personally am not familiar with but I was like whoa you've got you like you had a farm you had all these animals that you grew up with yeah um yeah I mean I guess yeah I think there's like in history supposedly it's like families would end up being larger because you needed help with like the farm and taking care of stuff yeah like, that's yeah, that true makes sense. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It, it, yeah. My parents, they ended up getting the farm um, after my four siblings were born. So just before I came. Oh, um, okay. And yeah. So the, like the four olders, they were younger, like they were just getting into their teen years. And then when they were actually like all teenagers, that's when my parents adopted me. I'm waiting for this car alarm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It happens. Yeah, see, you don't get this, you don't get this little car alarm situation probably back at home. <laughs> no, no, not always. Mm. However, we do get the odd tractor coming down the uh, road that makes lots of noise or the combines or whatever coming yeah. down. So. so not necessarily car horns, but it, it's it can be loud. <laughs> oh, did you have roosters too? No, no, we refuse to get a rooster. We, no, no, just we, we refuse it. <laughs> the neighbors has, um, has a rooster and that's loud enough for us, so. Yeah, that's, that's plenty loud. 
what that's so cool how did you come about getting a wallaby though did that just stumble there or i'm just like how do you get a kangaroo is that a common creature that's no there no no no, it was at an exotic like animal show at the one um market that's near my house and my older sister was like dad there's a wallaby i really want it and my dad went okay sure and so they got the wallaby and brought it home and my mom of course went why did you say yes and he goes but because she was begging me she really wanted it and my mom's like no you don't need to say yes all the time but okay sure (laughs) so I was gonna say how long how long did you guys have the wallaby then did it did it stay alive beyond its years yeah so until I was about four or something yeah so I was still little but I was around for at least a little bit while we had it so that was cool that is cool yeah it's just uh, I don't know how you top that I might have to be <laughs> like yeah we just like wallaby casually on our farm like okay yeah yeah let me think of the usual animals but yeah you know like cows horses no 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 top that <laughs> top that we got an exotic animal a wallaby exactly exactly that's funny yeah. we could talk about your farm life forever now because <laughs> it's like how yeah. what is that like yeah it's I mean, definitely different than the city life city and suburb because even yeah. like being a be a lot of I think most adoptees I've spoken with is like yeah we all grew up in this like suburb there was a community kind of where there was like Chinese adoptees, but not too many. Well, I guess well, you said you're about an hour, hour and a half away from like the big cities. Was there like a community of like Chinese adoptees or Chinese cultural things that you guys could go to or it yes. was like pretty far? Yeah. So locally, like, so not really in the big cities, but just the city that's like nearest to my house, um, we would go it's still pretty big, I guess. It's just, it's not like Toronto. Like Toronto is the one that's like an hour and a half away from us. But the like little cities and stuff that are around my um, my home, there would be some communities. Like that's how um, I got to know a lot of, a lot of other adoptees is through like uh, Mandarin class, right? Like Saturday mornings, go and learn Mandarin. Um, and then even like we would learn Chinese folk dance after as well so that would be cool that would be when um, I would meet the most um, adoptees from there Mm -hmm. but so yeah it was a small it was a small uh, community definitely smaller than big cities or suburbs that actually like you'd get to know like a ton of them but I got to know at least at least 10 other girls because like that's how big like the class would be or yeah um, yeah. or dances and stuff and so we would dance like at the multicultural festival Mm -hmm. um in town and stuff like that so it's it was cool to like meet more people but really a lot of them um I would meet from like my reunion group right so the group of girls that were yeah that would be the biggest group that uh, we would that I would know but even my reunion group like we didn't get like we don't get together anymore my little sister's group gets together way more than um we do oh wow 
yeah it's just like we just didn't connect like I connected with a few of the girls but Mm -hmm. um just all of us it just didn't it didn't like it didn't mesh so we didn't meet as often right right but it but it's not like you don't meet anyone from there right so Mm -hmm. like I'm still in contact with like my crib mate and the girl that was in the crib next to me and stuff like that so that would be really cool and we actually did we did do Mandarin class and dance together so I actually did that with like my crib mate and the girl that was in the crib next to me so Mm -hmm. you could meet I love it (laughs) a crib mate (laughs) yeah that's good that you're still able to connect with like a few people and then carry that on I assume you guys are close still today right or yeah yeah oh yeah I I still talk to them now and see what they're up to and stuff we were actually gonna go to the same university but then I ended up finding this program and instead Mm -hmm. so I switched it but we were actually going to go to the same university so that would have been that would have been interesting it would have been really cool yeah well sounds like it's a friendship that will last beyond just because you're adoptees of course from the same place (laughs) hopefully yeah hopefully and we still are in contact with people from like the Mandarin class and dancing and stuff and so that's really cool because it did expose us to that community whereas normally if we didn't do that we Mm -hmm. wouldn't know anyone like really I'm grateful for that because now that I think about it like I wouldn't have met any of them if we didn't stay with that or keep that exposure even going to like the multicultural festivals and stuff just Mm -hmm. getting to know those people it's kind of like a full circle it's like okay our parents and us didn't choose this life, but we are able to choose if we want to continue to still connect with the people that were also, you know, brought in this way to wherever we are. And yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like really good. Like, honestly, I have to give kudos to my parents for putting us into those streams because mm-hmm. like I was, I was four when we started learning Mandarin. So it was it was really important to be in those classes and stuff to to meet those people. Yeah. It's like immersing. Yeah. I had that experience too. So I can't speak to anybody who didn't have the experience of like being put into classes or dance and whatnot to like connect back to where we're originally from and all that fun stuff. (laughs) Absolutely. I think that too gives a positive spin on our roots, right? Like Mm -hmm. we may not be born, like we may not be born like have the family that's born the same as we are but uh we get the experience still right yes exactly so now that i guess you've gone older well pan- take out the pandemic of course have you have you been back to China at all growing up or do you want to go back to where your orphanage is? I wish I could take the pandemic away because I was I know, actually right? supposed to go. Yeah, oh, I was supposed to go back actually that summer. What do you know? <laughs> yep. Yep. So exactly. I really wish we could take it away, but we can't. And so we move on. But yeah, my sister was actually supposed to take my little sister and I. Uh, So the sister that came with my parents to come get me, 
she was actually going to take us both to go back to China um, and see like our orphanages and see where we're from and and the provinces and stuff so I was this close I was really really close but didn't end up oh dang that's wild so the, the trip is just being pushed I guess Exactly, exactly. It's postponed. It's postponed. Mm-hmm. So hopefully Do, soon. Is the oldest sister who did go back, is she, is she nearby to home, like where you guys grew up? Or She actually lives with us. <laughs> oh. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So she's like right there. So that's convenient. Yeah. 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 I didn't know how far your university was from where you grew up. So I don't know if it's like you can commute or anything. Yeah, well, since the pandemic is going, I'm actually still all online. Oh, whoa. Yeah, yeah, Ontario is a little bit different than um, it seems to be around, like Canada is different than like what's going on in the States and stuff. But yeah, so as of right now, I'm still online, Mm -hmm. um, which I'm sure like other people can definitely still relate to because yeah. It's not like the pandemic is necessarily over. So um, it's, yeah, it's been different learning mm-hmm. online, but it's nice because I am still with my family and I'm still home and that kind of thing. So, oh my goodness, but it's your second year. So you've only done schooling online, right? Your first yep. year was also online. Yep. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even yeah. know how, like, it's like you're doing all of your undergrad basically online and then. Okay, but you get to go to England for that next part. Yeah, so that's actually next year, hopefully. Everything goes along as planned next year, so. Mm. Ouch, you would hope so. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, because actually when you go to England, I think getting to China from England will be easier than (laughs) getting there from Canada or you states. (laughs) That is very true. It is very true. I've thought about it. I'm like, you know, I'm already going to be over there. I may yeah. as well just take the extra take little, little flight. Yeah, just get yeah. a little visitor's visa if you can and just hop over there for a week if you can, you know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just a quick trip and then it'll be all good. Yeah. Wow, three years. Yeah, because three years you'll have, you should hopefully have time that in itself will be like a new experience I'm sure oh yeah yeah it it's gonna be brand new I've never been there I have mm-hmm. no family there it is going to be all all brand new so it's gonna I mean that's almost like one of the better I don't know it's those I almost think it's very rewarding to go somewhere where you don't really know anyone because it like forces you to like have to interact and figure that out like do I do this or this exactly it's a lot of independence then mm-hmm. instead of like having to rely on family that's there or yeah, even friends the security blanket yeah had to get catchy on um that's crazy that the pandemic canceled your trip sadly yeah. the one trip that you were like okay, i'm going back yep yep and then do you do you still know some of the Mandarin that you learned or is it just yeah yeah actually yeah I do um mainly because like I started so young Mm. and like did it for a lot longer than my little sister 
So I do know it. Um, I don't know it fluently. I wish I did. And I should probably from the amount of years I did um, take classes, but I know the basics, which is really good. Like it's, that's mm-hmm. at least helpful and to carry like somewhat conversation to be like, or at least being able to say like, I don't know it that well, but so yeah. it's like, I know both, like that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, at least being able to tell other um, people that mm-hmm. is kind of cool, so. Yeah, it helps. It's like, I need this. I want that. Where's yeah. the bathroom is always an important one. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The basic questions that are needed as a traveler. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, good. And you should be should be said (laughs) yeah yeah it should be good and I understand it more than I can like speak it oh yeah yeah if I hear it yeah Mm -hmm. like yeah there was one woman she was on the phone and she was telling this guy like or the person on the phone uh her phone number and she was speaking in Mandarin and I knew I learned her phone number because I knew all the numbers and stuff yeah I was like mom I know her phone number and my mom's like cool don't know how good that is but cool okay you could just like call her and just start just like hey I know your phone number because I'm learning or kind of understand Mandarin you want to talk yeah exactly exactly if they pick up the phone that is yeah that is true most people just you would have to leave a voicemail maybe exactly exactly I don't I don't know how I would feel though it's like voicemail hey i learned your phone number i'm just calling to speak with you in mandarin yeah like who who is this person <laughs> literally who yeah because it was like a random stranger on, right like, at the beach or something yeah like yeah it's always it's always kind of fun to be able to like eavesdrop on another language though that you weren't using growing up i should say <laughs> yes it is that's very true and it's it's also fun like my little sister we would used to say things and stuff and my siblings would always be like what are you guys saying stop like what the heck yeah because <laughs> they never so stop they... talking about us yeah exactly so it's, More often, it's cool yeah you probably are talking about them <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah it was like usually oh, usually that's funny oh my goodness so I, I'm still like you grew you grew up on a farm with a with a kangaroo just casual it's not Australia either no no there are there are those uh adoption community online right during the pandemic that I think a lot of us discovered and there were some from Australia who would like jump in on some calls or like in those groups so they yeah. definitely have kangaroos over there but here yes. it's like eh, it's no. The U.S., North, there's no. North America doesn't have, like, a lot of interesting animals. They just kind of, I don't know. Yeah, we're not. Maybe it's because we're from here, and so it's not as cool as, like, an exotic animal. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, I don't know what an exotic animal from North America would be for anybody in uh, on the other side of the world. Seriously, though, like, moose? maybe oh I, yeah. I don't know maybe i'll should like put that inquiry out somebody let me know some exotic animals outside of north america in your country respective country yeah um because when you go to the zoo they're usually labeled like exotic animal but to 
a different region. It's not exotic. Exactly. Exactly. So I wonder like what they think mm-hmm. of here. Cause yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can't think of any from here. They're not like, they're mm-hmm. not really that cool. Like they're just normal or they're just pets. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, at the aquarium, I have seen like the fish that's like the size of a, like a bus, you know, have you ever seen those? That's sort of wild to think that exists outside of the water. That's true. Yeah. Like it's, it's really like, it's, it's funny. Like even the aquarium in Toronto, they, they have those like, yeah, the big sharks or whatever. It's like, you had to get it from the ocean to here to get it into the aquarium. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. It's one of those moments. It's like, wow, the world is pretty big. Mm-hmm. I still think of like, because being in New York City, obviously we have the, the subway system. Right. Um, and it's like, those go underwater too, which is just mind boggling. Like, yep. Because if you're stuck in a tunnel, it's like, yeah, I'm under the Hudson River probably right now. Right. I hope we keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully nothing caves under, caves over right. the top of us. Like, please don't. Like, yeah. Yeah. When people talk about just the tunnels, like the Hudson Tunnel, which takes you from like the city into New Jersey. Right. Or, uh, not the Hudson Tunnel, the Holland Tunnel, I should say. Um, that's underwater too, isn't it? So Yeah. Just to, to wonder how these things work. Yeah. And um, that's so interesting because that's such a different like transportation than even in Canada. Like that's kind of crazy. Like, yeah. Uh, like like Toronto and stuff isn't even like New York. Like I know New York is definitely different than our our cities. Mm, Toronto is surrounded by a lot of land though, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like a lot like it's a big city and then there's like around Toronto so that's like um mm. I can't even think of anything right now like Markham and that kind of thing they're just a little bit smaller and then it disperses oh, okay so it's kind of it's like it is still landlocked that's interesting yeah because I think I wonder if you like go further to the coast of Canada if there's a lot more probably more transportation that probably underwater right I don't know, Canada. My Canada geography. Potentially. Potentially. I don't, yeah, no, we, I don't know. Tra- transportation here is crappy. Like, usually <laughs> you drive. You like, need to have a car. Drive, yeah, yeah, you have, need a car. You just, you drive everywhere because even like the trains and stuff, like there's a train that comes, that goes to Toronto and like, like back and forth in mm-hmm. between like the cities and stuff. But like, it's not that great. Like, right you you should yeah no you need a car or take the bus that's that's about that's that's about that there's not a lot of other transportation I was gonna say other than that what's the Canada I'm kind of surprised just I think it seems much more calm and lenient than compared to the U.S. but that could very well be incorrect perception (laughs) yeah um, I don't know. It's really interesting because, like, it's interesting that you have to have a different perspective of it because it's like you don't even live that far away, but like, right? It, it you do have a different perspective, right? So, mm-hmm. I think I heard I heard a lot of students, especially those closer to the coast, 
or the border, I should say, not the coast, closer to the border of Canada, because um, the drink, drinking age up there is 18, and here it's still 21. So I did hear, is it still 18, or did they? It's 19. Oh, it's 19 now. Yeah. Must have been 18 at one point, right? It was, it's 18 in Quebec. Oh, it's 18 yeah. in Quebec. And, and it used to be, like, like a long, like a while ago, and then they changed it back to 19. Whoa. Yeah. So I guess before they changed it back to 19, I would, I heard about stories of like people like driving over the, cause it's only like what, maybe four or five hours, depending where you are. It's like driving yeah. over to go party. I'm like, That's yeah. a lot of effort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And uh, still even cause Quebec is 18. Usually people here when they turn 18, they'll just go to Quebec party and then come back. Mm-hmm. Cause, uh, and I'm like, that's like a six hour drive already. Like why, why? Right. Just for one night or I guess two nights, maybe. Yeah. It's like, okay. Or you can just wait a year. Cause really not that much different. <laughs> like, Although we all know that everybody just does it anyway. <laughs> no. It, oh, absolutely. It's yeah, absolutely. Like, eh. maybe it's just the, the knowing that's like, Oh, let's take an adventure. It's a trip, I guess. It's a trip. Yeah, exactly. It, it, yeah, it would be a way to celebrate. That's about it. Mm. It's very interesting how this conversation has just gone all over. We've gone, yeah. We, we went from transportation to drinking yeah. age to farm and, yeah. you know, the serious stuff we got out. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, the adoption stuff. It's, yeah. We got it all. Now we're just lots randomly of, talking. Yeah, it's lots like, of stuff, you know. Well, it's fun because like sometimes just talking to people, I mean, it's being recorded too, but it's like sometimes just talking, it's like, wow, yeah, tell me more just about like your lifestyle there. What's it like? Have you well, been, yeah. have you been over to the U- to US at all? Yeah, I've been, I wanted to come to go to New York for a while. Mm. Um, just to like experience like the different city life because mm-hmm. city life here is not the same as city life there. I believe it. Yeah, like the closest we have is probably Toronto, to be honest. Like really the closest we have is that. Oh but goodness. even Toronto is not Toronto is not the same as New York. So mm-hmm. I've wanted to go for a while. Um, my friend and I were gonna make a trip out there. But then of course pandemic. But I've been to Florida, I've been to um LA, I've been to Las Vegas, oh, I've wow. been to Hawaii been to a couple places in the You've state been to, yeah yeah those are some pretty notable ones too uh, yeah. Hawaii and Las Vegas I was thinking and LA yeah those are pretty notable spots I would yeah. say here yeah and they were quite adventures when when they happened like Hawaii I went for um a weekend literally a weekend wow yeah like we left on the Friday and we got back on the Monday just for a quick pop in and out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And I went to school the next day. So I was oh. super jet lagged and I was like, I can't, I can't, I need to sleep. So I like literally got home and passed out. Wow. Um, and yeah. then got up at 6.30 to go to school. So Oof. yeah. I only a weekend though. That seems like a, a bummer. Well, yeah, no. So my oldest sister, she is um, a flight attendant. Oh. Yeah. So she asked my little sister and I, you, if you want to go anywhere in the world, where do you want to go? I'll take you. Ah. And so I said, Hawaii. 
and that's that's what happened that's the result of in oh the weekend gosh. yep good connection right oldest sister yeah, old. yeah. okay so your trip to china would probably also not be like a arm and a leg cost like an arm or like no no it wouldn't no it wouldn't be that bad yeah it wouldn't be it wouldn't be horrible just because of that connection which is useful it's very useful <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah, that makes sense. So she's probably like traveling a lot. I can't imagine how the pandemic affected her work schedule because I think there were still fly flights, but not nearly as many. Not as many, no. She ended up getting laid off. Um, uh. it, like after the like it was after the world shut down, but uh, so she was still flying a little bit at the beginning of the pandemic, but then yeah. she did end up getting laid off eventually because. They just, yeah. yeah, no travel. There was no travel, not happening, that kind of thing. So, but yeah, it's definitely useful. It's definitely cool too. Yeah. I hope that her work would be picking up now. Cause I, I think even, well, in the U.S. for sure, there's a lot more travel going on. hundred yeah. percent. A lot of people going, I think there's even ads out again for like go to London or go to Italy from U.S. cities. Um, but right. if, if Canada's still like in lockdown mode, it might not be quite there yet. She did actually get her call back. So it is starting to pick up here. Mm. Um, definitely, like, it is less than the U.S. And it is more, like, flights from, like, Toronto to Montreal or to Vancouver. Within. So that kind of thing. Yeah, within. Um, more, like, yeah, within Canada flying. But mm-hmm. she has gotten to go. Where, where did she go? She did go somewhere internationally. For the, like she was so happy when she finally got it she was like finally one international flight um, <laughs> like, that yes. she got to, yeah that she got to get on but yeah it's definitely different it's interesting that mm. like just compared to the U.S. to Canada oh yeah so it's like your sister you have two sisters are the other two siblings wait other three siblings one two three four five six are they all boys or girls what you ask so there's, so there's two older girls, two girls, older girls, and then me, and then my little sister. So there's four girls, and then two boys. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What a fun ratio. Okay. Yes. Because you talk about your oldest sister, and I was like, I wonder yeah. what the other siblings are. Yeah, yeah. My two brothers. Yeah, it's interesting having two older brothers when it comes to like being my age compared to them and mm-hmm. they're both married and have kids and that kind of thing. So it's different like having that right. dynamic as well in the family, like like being the younger set of, of siblings, siblings and then having them be older, but then also having their own families. Right. It's it's kind of interesting. Like I was an aunt at when I was in grade eight, so I was. It's like 13, 12, 12, 13. Yeah, thirteen. Yeah, twelve, okay. thirteen. Yeah. Re- okay, I was thinking, I was like, you must have become an aunt when you're really young. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if yeah, very young. Um, because yeah, I was twelve, thirteen when the first two came. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. It was like no kids and then two, two. suddenly. And it's like, what? Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm an aunt. Yeah. I mean, not that there's anything you need to do 
at 13 as an aunt. That's yeah, it's true, but it's different. It's, it's, it was cool. Like it's funny, my friends and their understanding of it and like the understanding of like my dynamic, like my life, my family dynamic and me being an adoptee in that dynamic Mm -hmm. and my friends trying to understand it and be like, but, but why can't you hang out? Because I'm babysitting my, like, I'm, I have to, I'm on aunt duties. I I have to, right? Like, I have to watch them. And they're like, but, but why can't you hang out? But no, because I have like, I have responsibilities to my family that I have to do. And so them trying to like, get their head around. Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole comprehension of like, but because I'm the same age as them, but they don't have that same situation. Mm-hmm. Like they, they all had siblings that were either younger than them or just two years older than them. Right. Right. And so they were like, oh, okay. Like Lily's situation is totally different than ours. Mm-hmm. Like we need to like respect that and kind of understand that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I, I had two brothers getting married in the same year and they don't think of like none of my friends ever thought about that because they don't have to why do they have to right so oh yeah yeah so I'm assuming well I don't know that's assuming of course but um they got married and then had kids so you probably went to weddings when you were like even younger than that so yeah Yeah. like okay yeah well weddings were part of like my childhood whereas my friends they were always like what's what? like a wedding like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like they, like, they've never never been to a wedding right and then I, I'm having to literally like being a part of the weddings and stuff and right. my friends are like that's so weird like what, what like yeah it, and to be honest like some of my friends who did end up coming to the wedding uh to to the weddings they that was like their first wedding right. ever. and I'm like this is like my third fourth one right yeah yeah Yeah. I mean and then you're I think it's like you're still pretty young so it's like you're not even at that age yet where everybody's like gonna get married that you know like your friends it's like yeah or have babies well you never know but it's like getting married on babies (laughs) exactly yeah yeah exactly like I'm not even at that point yet and I've already had all of that you've had Um, the experience (laughs) that experience yeah yeah well, and it's just different right it's just the different life that you're put into yeah it's just it's like it's normal for you because it's like that's just your experience where other people like that's not been something that they're used to so they don't know what yeah. to do well it sounds exactly. like if you yeah. want to get married you know what to do yes yeah oh yeah <laughs> you figure out real really quick what to do and what not to do specifically what uh, not to do in a wedding yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure yeah yeah because um weddings are stressful planning them and then going to them and then if you're a part of one too it's yeah it's i I wouldn't wouldn't sign up for that willingly again (laughs) yeah yeah it's yeah it it depends on the bride and it depends on the groom Mm -hmm. and if they're understanding then it's great to be a part of their wedding yeah if they're not and it's chaotic then it's the most stressful thing you will ever experience right yeah yeah I think my solution right now is like "Mm, not gonna get married for now (laughs) that is fine yeah 
Although I've been told, because being 28, it's like, yeah, you're still young. You got time. I was like, oh, is that so? Okay, whatever. Because um, I do, I have, I've had friends who've gotten married and like have kids. Right. And I'm like, yeah. Oof, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm perfectly okay in my, in my life, my little mm. life here. I'm good. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm just going to take care of myself, make sure I make it through to the next day. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Get back to you later. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I don't want to, don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's stressful. And if you're not in like the position of life to have to deal or adapt to that, mm-hmm. oh no, no, it's stressful. It's, it's stressful. So. Yeah. I mean, like people who have pets too, it's like, how do you guys, you're, you gotta be responsible for another living thing. I just, nope, nope. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Well, life is already so busy that it's like to have all that, you have to like actually make time and actually like organize your life. Yeah, and put it, yes. Yeah. Kind of, you know, like grow up a little bit and act like an adult. Yeah. But yeah. well, you're pursuing your law degree. So I imagine like that's going to take some time. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, no plans of any of that None in of the that. near future at all. No, no, not in the near future. I've no can't I can't I'm just going to push it all a few years yes (laughs) which people do people do that too so it's like yeah yeah my goodness well we are we are getting to about an hour so I always like to ask my last question Sure. is there anything you'd like to hear from other adoptees or others who adoption has become a part of their life um I don't know I think it'd be just really cool to like hear like anyone who's interested like reach out or whatever because I think it'd be really cool to like hear if other people are kind of in similar situations like a lot of the adoptees I know don't still don't have like the same situation as I do where they have older siblings whereas like they're like the only child or they're the oldest or something like that Um, so it'd be cool to like hear if there's other people who are or other adoptees that are in the similar situation where they understand what it ha- what it um, what it's like right. to have that older influence and being like the younger set of mm-hmm. siblings of children, I guess. So it'd be really interesting to see if anyone can relate or reach out and be like, "Hey, mm-hmm. yeah, I totally get that." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, honestly, I love it. Like, I love this whole thing, like being able to connect with other adoptees and just hear their stories and like where they're from where their life is at that kind of mm. thing because it's it's always cool to to know about that so I like what you're doing I'm really happy <laughs> that you're doing it I'm yeah it's awesome so well, well thanks for sharing it's pretty yeah. cool to talk with you um I was I always get excited probably about the things that are most random but I was like what you it's like wait she said she would group the country like does that mean farm because so many questions <laughs> no worries yeah I love chatting I love chatting with you it was great it was yeah. great to meet you and that so it's good to meet you too oh do you want to share your um Instagram and then people can connect with you too yeah sure so um it's at uh the life of Lily Grace Life so, of Lily Grace. Yes. So that is that's perfect. That one. 
So reach out whenever and it's open. Like it's a public account. So just text me, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Great. Well, if Instagram you. will ever if it will load. start working again. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. I was just double checking that I got it all right. Because I don't use. Yeah. I use my private account more. But yeah. Mm-hmm. No. The life of Lily Grace. Just reach out if it ever starts working again. Right. <laughs> you know, social media. Who knows? It must be yeah. everywhere that Instagram and Facebook just might have crashed for a little yeah. bit. Because. I was, I was doing the same thing. I was like, oh, oh, can't let you know. Like, can we do this? Never mind. Okay. <laughs> nope. We'll see. So. If it happens, it happens. If not, I'm sure we can figure it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. That's perfect. Well, thank you again. Awesome. This was pretty cool. Thank you. I always yeah. enjoy conversations. Just like, oh. Yeah. Feels like it's I'm great. getting more connected to this world than I was yeah. before. Absolutely. Um, I gotta find there's so many of us it's like awesome find find us all yeah absolutely seriously I love yeah. it I love I just I love being able to connect with with other people so it's great yeah well goodbye for now yeah. um I will let you know when this episode's coming out probably will be maybe next month actually now that I'm thinking okay. about because I do every two weeks and yeah sweet yeah, let me know if you have any other questions. Sounds good. Will do. Thank you for listening awesome. to ABC Adopted Babies from China podcast. You can reach me at Adopted Babies from China pod on Instagram and Facebook or Adopted Babies from China at gmail.com. Yay!